0: Come on now. Hi. This is Elsa Van Heever and you are listening to CVH podcast. All right. Hey, hey. <clears throat> I'm in Malta. I am in the country of Malta. Malta is a tiny island. It's so tiny when you look at the map. Uh, it the, Basically, the little star over the capital on the map effectively covers the entire country. <laughs> um, it was not easy to get here. That's not to say the plane ride wasn't easy. That was very easy and quick, uh, direct from Paris. The problem was getting the freaking COVID test uh, in Paris in time to go. Now, uh, I had a, um, you know, to come here on... Uh, Friday, I got a test on Wednesday in, um, in Paris and we went to the clinic. Sandra and I both went to the clinic. We had an appointment. We got to the clinic. They say, no dice. Um, we're not doing PCR tests today. So right away, (laughs) panic is setting in. Uh, they say, okay, go to this other place. It's a good half hour car ride North. So we hop in a car and we go to this random address and we get there and they're like, Oh sure. No problem. We can do your PCR test results in four days that doesn't help us. That does not help us. We go back to the other clinic. Uh, apparently they had, they were waiting on us. We just didn't identify ourselves as having been from the opera house. So we go back over there and they do the free test, you know, in Paris, in France, um, the, the COVID tests are free and we get the free test. And the guy says, uh, two to three days <laughs> again, two to three is not going to help us. Um, I had a number, uh, a buddy gave me a number and he goes, look, this is a black market test. Text this guy. Tell him you need a test. He can give you results uh, uh, overnight. So I text I text this guy. Uh, told him the predicament. He's like, yep, sure, come on in. This <laughs> is not a doctor. <laughs> this is a COVID test technician. He just processes the results. And so after curfew, after the doctor's office is well closed, Sandra and I go to this uh clinic um you know a good pretty good distance from where we were living and and we go in there and it's a kid if he's 19 i would be shocked (laughs) but this is this is all we got this is all uh, we're putting it all in this guy's hands like okay my man we need some very official results in 24 hours he says no problem 60 euros a (laughs) piece So you want your test, you want to get out of the country, you pay your money. And so we paid our 60, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than it costs in the States anyway. So it was n- no big deal for us. Uh, he's 19, but he does the, the test, you know, he sticks the, the giant Q-tip way in there, uh, takes our money and says, uh, I'll email the, the results uh, tomorrow. So effectively what he does, this is a black market test. He, he's just the technician who runs the results. And so. He takes our two applications, our two test uh, forms, and he just puts them on the pop, you know, on the on the top of the pile that he's got to work through the next day. And so, sure enough, there's our results, official as hell, signed by somebody I don't know. Uh, and so, <laughs> off we went. If we had not done this black market test, we'd still be in Paris because it's Sunday and we still don't have those results from Wednesday. Money talks in this world. Money talks. Money makes the world go round. You want some shit done, you've got to throw some bucks. So that's it. So this is the Monday podcast from the beautiful country of Malta uh, where my buddy Joe Kalea is uh, putting up a show. You know, they, they're, this is completely for uh, the benefit of Malta to, to uh, reestablish their culture, their arts. They're putting this out there. There is no audience we're just going to make a recording, not even a live stream. We're just going to like properly record, um, for radio and for, um, video, uh, a sacred concert, you know, a good heavy portion of the Verity Requiem that doesn't require the choir and then, uh, your sacred hits <laughs> and it's going to be great. Actually, uh, the, the, the band is great. The maestro's great. The singers are amazing. And, uh, I, I feel like we have a real show on our hands, but, um, it's hardly, it's hardly felt like I was here to work. Uh, my buddy Joe is like treating us like absolute royalty here. Uh, first class all the way. Five-star hotel. But the, the amazing thing about the hotel is that it's completely empty. I, I don't think there's five rooms in this hotel being used right now, and there's 200 rooms. It's a beautiful uh, Park Hyatt Hotel. And they could not be happier to see us. <laughs> you can't make a move through the lobby without eight people saying, Mr. Van Horn, how are you today? <laughs> I'm telling you, we are the only people in this place. And, um, I mean, room service still works. There's a, there's a team down there who is um, ready to do stuff for us. When, when, when you order you know, um, uh, room service in your average hotel, you're going to wait half hour, 40, 40 minutes minimum. I don't think I've waited 10 minutes. I'm uh, that's not an exaggeration. I think it's been 10 minutes and they've got that stuff up here. This is a this is a tourist country and they're they're just not letting tourists in. Uh, we had a stack of papers to get in, I, you know, of course nobody looked at them. You know, we freak out, we freak out like we need all this um invitations and contracts and all this official looking stuff that says we're supposed to be here, but uh ultimately all they really want is that PCR test, and if that's um, going good, and you fill out some kind of uh, contact tracing, because this, the, you know, the country here's got some pretty bad numbers. But at the same time, almost half the population, from what I've learned, has already had their first shot. You know, there's only four hundred thousand people on this island, and uh, you know they're approaching two hundred thousand uh, uh, vaccine shots so far. So, you know, half the population with one shot is pretty good. And we feel safe and everything, but of course, doing all the all the protocol that we did in Paris, you know, the testing and the masks and and um you know, keeping distant and uh my buddy Joe here is like uh I don't know, he's a he's a he's a prince on this island. There's not a person here who doesn't know him. It's something you know, it's really funny because uh Joe Colea is a is a a very important name in opera and, and has done everything everywhere three times. And we know him as being Um, one of the best but then you come to this country and you realize he is revered he is more than opera famous he is famous here uh and and doors just get opened uh we don't do anything without a a a fleet of uh of mercedes you know there's like this envoy convoy that um envoy convoy convoy that uh takes us where we're going it has been uh five star and and it's hardly felt like work uh, we keep going up to Joe's house and, and he's by far one of the most generous hosts I've ever, I've ever been around. Um, he uses a lot of superlatives, <laughs> you know, he, he's not going to put something in front of you that he isn't, hasn't determined to be the greatest that has ever existed. <laughs> and usually he's right. And he's pouring, uh, incredible wine and, and, uh, boy, this is, this is a, a, a testament to, um. To really, what it what it feels like right now, which is a family reunion. Uh, I couldn't have been happier to see my buddy. I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, truly, one of my favorite people. And uh, you know, with tears in his eyes, he's looking at Sandra and I at his home, and he says, "I just I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're here, and we're going to make music. And you're 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 in my country. You're you're in you're in the the island of my birth. And here we are doing this incredible work and and, uh, you know, Joe wasn't spared uh, either. You know, he, he sat for a long time, too. You know, you're able to get a concert here or there. But but uh, for the most part, this has been a serious downtime, you know. And so, so he was sort of having the moment that I had in Paris, where you're, you're elated to see your friends again, uh, your road family. There's really something to that. Uh, so we're here. We're going to do the show. I'm, I'm sorry it's going by so quickly, honestly. Uh, we're going to record... Monday and Tuesday and, uh, Wednesday, a a day to, uh, to relax on the island. And then, uh, Thursday heading home. So funny. Um, I, I left Paris with a heavy heart. I didn't expect that. Um, uh, Paris in the last two weeks for me really turned into something special. Uh, it, it, it had been special, but, uh, the last two weeks really were, were, um, uh, really life affirming again. Um, for a, for a myriad of reasons, and and um, you know, not the least of which was our our second capture. There we were with another performance, and um, that one streamed across France, and we felt it. We really felt it. The the um, the online reaction to that streaming was nothing short of phenomenal. I to feel the love in those numbers was really something. Now you can't see it. You could see it if you're in France, but you can't see it anywhere else. But I've already noticed that some clips are showing up on YouTube and, and uh, different places. So you, you, can, you can catch some of it. I've got an illegal stream. Send me a message. I'll send you a link. <laughs> uh, but the show is good. The, the reviews across the board are uh, impressive. Um, not, not just the performances, but really this production, uh, which, which I was a big believer in very quickly and has uh, proven to be uh, truly remarkable. It's so cinematic. It really worked uh, over the stream, uh, and it's nice to feel proud about something after having been gone for so long. Uh, you know these things that we you know, not every show's great. You know, not every production is something you want to be a part of. Sometimes it's just work, and uh, that that production I I felt proud of. I felt like we were just all facing in the same direction. Uh, that was uh, truly rewarding. And uh, we had some friends in the audience. I, don't, I think there was a dozen people in the, in the second performance, you know, and they're, and they're instructed not to applaud. So it's just, it's crickets after arias, you know, which, <laughs> which is not so strange for me. But I know it's strange for the tenor and the soprano, uh, you know. Normally a moment for thunderous applause is just absolute silence and, and we roll right into the next number is a, is a little funny. But cinematically, for the for the stream, it worked just perfectly. Uh, and so uh, i i i i love paris i've loved paris since the first time i was here uh i even under lockdown even under these strange conditions i still love this city it's hard not to love this city um there there's magic in the streets here i I truly mean that um you know i don't blow smoke (laughs) uh paris is is hard not to love and and um got to work on my French because I'm just going to be here a lot. This, this is going to be a second home for me in the coming years and, um, uh, need to uh, make sure that I'm communicating better because I'm getting, I'm being catered to and, and that's lovely. And the, and I love the people for doing it, but it, it's, it's happening, uh, much too often. Um, it's one of those things, I'm already pretty much deaf. And then when they're going through that first pass is just it sounds like mud to me. And I asked for a repeat and then I get 40% of it. Um, and so because of this delay, because of the repeat, um, people switch to English much too quickly. And I'm, I'm, I need to work on that. It's not the speaking part. It's not the understanding part. It's the listening. I really need to listen. Maybe I need to stop talking to this microphone so much and just listen. Uh, but it was, it was, um, you know, because we were in such a rush to leave and we were having trouble getting out of the country. It, you know, once the plane took off, it really sort of hit me I, that I was leaving this place that I love. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, it gets me one step closer to home, and and, um, and I need that too. Uh, and so uh, here we are. You know, it feels like a am on tour or something, this this um, back-to-semi-real-life tour. Uh, I'll go home for a couple weeks. I'll put uh, Bocanegra in my head. Even though I don't have a contract, but that's that's kind of the Italian way. Um, I'm sure five minutes before I'm supposed to go, they'll they'll rush a contract over, and uh, and uh, hopefully get these uh, shows done in Palermo. It may end up only being a concert. That's that's what they did recently. I don't know that we're going to actually get to a show, but uh, hopefully we can get a concert done. That would be that would be great. Uh, more Verdi. I need more Verdi in my life. Actually, when I get home. Uh, the, the day after I get home, I get my first uh, COVID shot. Virginia has made it to 40-year-olds, uh, which is just unbelievable. And and looking at the newspaper, you realize how much of the uh, the country, I think it's 28%, has got one shot already. That's pretty amazing. We're rolling right along, and uh, uh, Europe needs to catch up. Because I'm supposed to be back here in June, and I'd really like to be. Um, I'd really like to be back here in June, and uh, I, you know, I don't know. It's not a streaming event, so I'm, you know, it's possible that they cancel it before we even start, which I'm sort of dreading. Uh, I, I would really like to be back here this summer, or back there this summer. I'm no longer here. It's so funny. I, I, um, I had a moment here when I woke up, and I've had this throughout my career, where you wake up and you go, "Where the hell am I?" You have this one, <laughs> this one second where you don't recall where you are. <laughs> It takes a moment. (laughs) It's usually because I'm getting up to go to the bathroom and I don't know which way to go. And so, um, you know, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Which way do I walk in the dark? You know, and that sort of dawns on you. Uh, uh, You know, when I'm in Palermo for Bocanegro, which is uh, supposed to be with uh, Placido Domingo, I had this idea. I had this fantasy. And I have to put it out in the world because unless you just put it out there, it definitely won't happen and you just need to walk through The paces of that, and I just had this idea that he would sit down with me and do this podcast. Now, (laughs) that may very well be a pipe dream. Uh, I've never been around the man where he had, (laughs) you know, an hour to spare for a podcast. But um, you know, you don't know unless you ask, and uh, I have (laughs) have just enough balls to ask, (laughs) at least to get shot down, and then I can talk about that here too. But. By some miracle, maybe he's got a couple of days in Palermo, and uh, I can I can convince him to come do this. That would be the get of a lifetime. And speaking of get of a lifetime, the last episode with Eileen Perez, I am so proud of, so proud of. I'm proud of my friend. I'm proud of me. When I went back and listened to it, I thought it was so heartfelt and genuine, and um, uh, so good to see my friend and talk about real shit. And uh, even the last. 20 minutes of it were, I was really just, I was very, very proud. Um, and of course it's blown up when you put somebody like that on your, on your podcast, she's got a following like few and, uh, you know, the, the thing just went around and around and around and, and I'm um, getting a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of good feedback on it. And, and um, an, an example of which was my phone rang yesterday when I was in the car with, with, uh, Joe and Sandra and, and, uh, there was my buddy Lucas Meacham calling me. And, uh, before I even told him where I was and who I was with, he, he was, he was kind of emotional and he said that he had just listened to the podcast with Eileen on it and he was feeling emotional. He said that. And, uh, this kind of goes back to what I said, uh, a couple episodes ago about a, a letter I got from Stephen Cole after he had uh, uh, seen an interview I did and, um, just wrote to me very genuinely and, and, and wanted to tell me what he thought about it. And it was, it was, um... It wasn't just a a, a two sentence uh, email. He like really truly wrote out uh, a a very kind and caring email. And this and here I was getting this phone call from a from an old friend, one of my oldest friends in this business, just to tell me, you know, man, I hadn't really listened to the podcast, but but I saw Eileen on there and I took a listen, and uh, he just wanted to call me to, to say that it was that he loved it and that it was giving him the feels. And I know he's missing the road like a lot of people. And, and he could just, um, you know, we, we, we miss our friends. We miss this atmosphere and, and he just wanted to connect for a second. And then of course, you know, I, I let him in, uh, that I was in the car with, with, uh, two more of our, two more of our people. And he was, he was feeling even uh, probably a little bit left out, but also really, um, endeared to it. And, um, I really appreciated it. I really, really did. That's not, I didn't expect that. Um, I half expected him to call me to be like, Hey, quit talking shit about me. <laughs> uh, but he, he called to, um, to, uh, genuinely tell me that he loved it and that I should keep going, keep doing what I'm doing and that, uh, he felt something. And I, um, that's really appreciated. I'm, uh, I think that's important. I, I think I need to be better about that too. Just reaching out to people when, when something hits you. Um, I remember seeing, um, uh, one of Sasha Cook's online uh videos that she does she she interviews friends like me here and and um uh, she was talking it didn't matter who she was talking to but it, there was just this genuine earnest um love uh between the two people and um and uh, that was coming right through on Sasha's face and and uh, and I and I meant to say something and I think I did just send her a couple of lines but uh, that probably would have been a moment to really let somebody know, hey, th- what you're doing is important. That's that's special. That that struck a chord with me, and I know it strikes a chord with a lot of people. And and I don't do the the video thing. I don't, <clears throat> you know, being on Sandra's show, I realized the the amount of work and effort that goes into a video stream. Um, you know, they have to get all done up for the cameras, and they got lights, and then there's all this editing and um, graphics that goes into this. Um, I, I I have a hard time putting, I just, I, I don't want to give it more time. I think what, what I do is what I do and I'm happy with that and uh, I don't, I don't want to add that element. I certainly don't want a camera on me or care how big my nose looks or how <laughs> how high my forehead is getting. <laughs> uh, but I'll just, you know, put up the bass on my microphone and I go, all right, you sound pretty good for a guy who, who's still in his pajamas. Uh, that's what's going on. I'm here in Malta. Um, episode on Thursday will be my brother, Joe Kalea. Uh, we're going to sit down. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get him to sit down. This guy runs hot. Uh, (laughs) Joe is (laughs) Joe's brains all over the place, but I think if I set it up and then lure him over with, um, with his own booze, um, uh, I might get him to sit down, but it, it, I see a challenge. I could smell a challenge in my head. It's not that he's ADD. He's just busy. It's like my son, uh, very easily distracted. <laughs> but I love the guy. And, um, uh, you know, he, he has said, yeah, of course, yes, yes, yes. Of course I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do, do it. You know, he, he assures me it's going to happen. Uh, and I'm sure if I set up all my shit in his living room he's gonna uh he's gonna realize that he has to do it, but- who knows it might only be six minutes long. <laughs> we'll do our best uh, yeah that's it that's what's going on uh I'm here I'm in Malta uh things are happening uh, it's it's um you know again I have felt sort of like um it feels like I'm back. It's weird it, because we, we're not really back. And I know how many people are truly not back. Uh, but I have heard rumors that the Mets going to have a fall season um, uh, from fairly good sources. Uh, I know there's uh, in, uh, administration that's been called back. There's there's full intention of having a fall season. There's a lot of negotiating that needs to go on. But I think um, all parties are are certainly interested in getting back to work uh, by the end of the summer, and, and and if vaccines go the way they've been going, um, you know, the New York governor is going to open the theaters, that doesn't mean, uh, you know, Broadway shows are going to go back, but uh, it means that they can, and if they can, then contracts need to be honored, and if contracts need to be honored, you better put something up, because uh, uh, if you don't have a show, you're going to be, you're going to lose even more money, and so it seems like everybody's well interested in, in uh, getting back into the theater soon, and uh, it's about fucking time, right? You know, it's, this has been a, a year and two weeks now. A year and two weeks. And I, I just sort of feel like I'm back at it. Um, you know, there's still time at home, but but um, there's nothing canceled in the immediate future, and, and the immediate future is busy. So, you know, there may be a cancellation or two in there, but I think for the most part, uh, it's going to be back to business. Whatever that means. New business. (laughs) So, next episode from Malta will be with uh, Joe Kalea. That'll be on Thursday. And um, in the meantime, uh, I'll be in uh, paradise in my empty five-star hotel. (laughs) With room service that comes in five minutes or less. And my thanks to the beautiful Elsa van Heaver for the intro. Um... You need to follow Il- Elsa on Instagram. She is putting together, I mean, aside the fact that she's one of the most incredible sopranos in our business, uh, she's been a, a pastry chef all through COVID, coming up with these unbelievable uh, works of art, truly edible works of art. These cakes and these desserts that are just, I, I, I'm uh, you know one of those people that you're like, wait. Singing is the second best thing you do? (laughs) There are just these people that have all these uh, hidden talents that have come out during COVID. I'm still waiting to figure out what mine is, but um, uh, uh, that's hers. Check out Elsa Heber, and uh, that'll do it for me. I love you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Monday, March 29th, from Malta, uh, CBH Podcast. We'll see you on Thursday. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bless my Thank you.